Let's do this. What is virtualization? You're going to learn today. Innovate like a startup. Deliver like an enterprise. I hope you're coffeeed up and ready because it's going to be a great day. The Tonsu. Oh, yeah. You're listening to the Virtually Speaking Podcast with Pedro Aero and John Nicholson. Good afternoon and welcome to the Virtually Speaking Podcast, episode number 204. My name is Pete Fletcher, aka Pedro Arrow, and joining me once again is my good friend, Mr. John Nicholson. John, how you doing, sir? Good. I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. Talk to me. I, I've got this office here and I've got all this stuff and I've got all these. I mean, there's like three monitors on this desk and I've got these lights and like cameras and so many headsets. And I've, I've got to move my office upstairs. I'm taking over my wife's office. Um, she just finished her. She's finishing up her master's today. Actually, she's defending it. Ooh, congratulations. I, 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 but, you know, I, I've got to lift and shift all of this stuff somewhere else. And I don't even know where to begin. I, I don't even know. Like, do I need to keep some of this stuff? I don't even there's something on my desk I'm looking at right now. I don't know what this is. I, I, I don't know why, why it's here. Like, you know, I need to plug it in and then see if it responds. Like, that's that's about where I'm at. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, you're in luck because if you don't know how to, uh, you know, transform these things, we, we have an expert on transforming things. He's actually a good friend of the podcast, our good friend, Mr. William Lamb. William, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me again. So is that the first time you've ever been introduced as a, a, as a transforming specialist? <laughs> You know, I can't say I've seen that uh, introduction, but I like it, though. I'm a big fan of Transformers. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like it. So, William, man, uh, you're all over the place. I mean, I've, I've I've known you to be an expert in many things, automation, home labs. Uh, oh, my goodness. You know, just lots of automation. You've been heavy in VMware Cloud. And uh, and also, you spend some time playing with the... Uh, the Tanzu. The Tanzu. Yeah, definitely. A lot of my time lately has been taking a look at uh, our broad Tanzu portfolio. How can we help our customers, especially in VMware Cloud, but even our existing on-premises environments? So I've been looking at both the Tanzu Kubernetes grids or Kubernetes offering, uh, as well as different parts of the portfolio, like our management SaaS solution, Tanzu Mission Control, and more recently, uh, some really cool technology called the Application Transformer for VMware Tanzu. Yeah, yeah. You've done some, again, you know, and for folks that are not aware, William has an awesome blog, williamlam.com. And that is the place to go. Usually I'm there when I'm Googling something and I'm like, oh, William already did this and has the answer. Uh, But yeah, you you have been writing some blogs on many things, uh, one of which is this application application transformer for VMware Tanzu. Uh, if If I remember correctly, this was actually in tech preview, wasn't it? Uh, in at VMworld? Yeah. Yeah, no, you're correct. Yeah, we did a tech preview last year, right before VMworld, uh, for customers of VMware Cloud and AWS. And I'll go into kind of what the technology is in a little bit. And then yeah. a couple of months afterwards, you know, I think around like, I think November, December, we actually made it uh, a general tech preview for any customer um, that has a vSphere-based environment. And, and part of that was mainly ease of getting started, especially in VMware Cloud and AWS, uh, deploying the infrastructure and some of the dependencies um, that the tool requires is a couple of clicks and all that. So we kind of wanted to make it easy for users to get started with, but we certainly wanted to expand this um, across all user base as it is a vSphere-based technology. Okay, okay. So uh, John obviously started saying he needed some help with transforming. So, uh, so for folks that are not familiar uh, with this, what exactly does this do and how can it help us? Yeah, so Application Transformer for VMware Tanzu is a, like I mentioned, is a vSphere uh, piece of technology and its focus is actually helping our customers 
uh, start their app modernization journey. Uh, you may have seen or heard about the kind of the five R's in terms of how you think about uh, modernizing your application from rehosting to replatform and refactoring. Uh, and App Transformer is primarily looking at the rehosting and replatform point of view. And what it does is it takes a look at your vSphere-based workloads, and it gives you not only a, a view of the underlying applications that's actually running within the guest OS, and I'll talk a little bit about the mechanics, uh, but it also looks at the dependencies across these um, applications or processes within these VMs, and it gives organization a much more precise view of their application estate. And ultimately, you can then take that information and merge back, you know, with some organizational information, you know, so you might say, hey, these three VMs run these different processes like a database, a front end and a middleware, and that together is your HR application. And from that, depending on what your business is trying to accomplish, right, you may say, hey, for this particular application, I'm going to keep it as is. But in other cases, you know, this, this particular application is going to be something that they want to innovate on, especially maybe the front end, modernize aspects of it that's critical to your business. And you can start to go down that journey. And part of that journey could be simply taking the running VM and containerizing that application so that you can actually run that in a Kubernetes-based cluster. Eventually, you might start to break it up further, right? And start to actually refactor it and kind of go into the microservices, 12-factor, 16-factor, whatever the latest trends are. Um, but it really helps you understand your application estate uh, in a way that is never really been possible, at least in a very simplistic manner. If a lot of customers I talk to, you know, they, they have good change control processes in place for making changes, but the day-to-day -day as workloads get added, configuration changes happens, it starts to get really difficult to maintain that. Traditionally, this is done through a change management database, right? Yeah. So you kind of have a snapshot of the applications, the app owners and the DB owners. But over time, it quickly gets out of date. And in most organizations, you know, if you go to the CMDB, it doesn't necessarily always reflect what's in production, right? And more importantly, some of the things like software versioning, um, especially with the different security vulnerabilities, Log4j, being able to identify you know, what processes, what versions am I vulnerable to um, a particular security patch? Or if I just want to see consistency across my entire broad um, application deployment across different data center, it's really hard to get that. And over the years, VMware has had a number of different technologies, you know, all the way back to something called, you know, vSphere uh, Infrastructure Navigator, or VIN, if you guys recall. That. I remember, um, I remember that. That was a, like a .NET app, right? Or am I confusing it with yeah. another discovery tool? Yeah, uh, I think it's probably another discovery. It's, I think it's like Java or something like that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, so it, it has always kind of gave you some views of, of what was running. Um, and there's been different technologies over the years that looked at network traffic. And so looking at common types of well-defined traffic, we can say, hey, this type of traffic and communication, you're most likely running an Apache web server or this type of traffic, you're probably running a database. But we didn't really know 100%. And we always allowed you to kind of customize it. Hmm. And so to me, this is really an evolution of all these different technologies. Um, and what makes this solution so unique is that it really goes in and logs into the guest OS and gets those running processes for you. So we can tell you for this VM, these are all the processes that you're running. And out of the box, Application Transformer can discover about 200 uh, what we call components. Hmm. Um, so these are component signatures. So we can tell you, hey, this is an Oracle database. This is a Tomcat server. This is WebLogic. Um, this is J2E, et cetera, et cetera. And then from that, we can then tell you the versions of the, of the actual components themselves. 
And then if you have something called network uh, insight, you realize network insight, it basically takes a look at the traffic and it takes all this data and emerges it together. And then it constructs a topology automatically for you using the NetFlow data between the systems and says, hey, all these VMs are talking to each other. There's a dependency mapping between it. And it's not just looking at VMs, it's also looking at physical assets, right? So if you have external services like DNS or maybe an external service to some system, it's able to detect, hey, there's some traffic exiting out of these VMs and this it'll, together. It'll see that, that port 53 traffic going out to even a public DNS service. And so that, that's the that's key right. that NetFlow is you get layer four information um, from that. But that's that's cool that you've got yeah. both sides there because you've got, yeah. you know, if you just look at what's talking, there may be internal processes that data gets handed off from an internal share or it gets handed off. There, you're not going to capture every application just looking at the network. So this That's is right. something that fills in a lot of the gaps where previously you would just look at processes, but maybe you weren't aware of external system. Maybe you just had an LDAP dependency or something. Um, yeah. Gone missed. So yeah. And then when you like put it all in attempted inventory. Yeah, absolutely. And, and this is kind of like the first pass in terms of what the system can do out of the box. Right. And then from that, as a, in user, you can say this application, and you can actually rename all this metadata. So the unique pieces that I feel that that's interesting here. And if we take a step back, whether you're doing like a VM migration, you know, going from on-prem to cloud, yeah. uh, or going through like an app modernization journey, the, the one of the most important thing that you need to do is really just to understand your overall application system estate, right? And so although this piece of technology was really focused around app modernization, there's actually an interesting um, side benefit to almost every single vSphere customer, which is that it can give you a real-time snapshot, you know, almost like a real-time CMDB of your entire infrastructure at a couple of clicks. And the really cool thing about this technology is that everything that I've talked about is also available as APIs. So not only can you get these views, the dependencies using its APIs, but you can also extract this information out there and actually update your CMDB in real time with this information. And then we know that, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And like I said, we can only discover about 200 application signatures and the team continues to add to that. But as an end user, if you have like a custom application or maybe you install Java, but in a very special path, yeah. you can actually teach App Transformer how to discover your application by adding custom signatures in there. So automatically, you can actually teach it to know more about mm. your specific applications or custom, and then you can actually customize the application. So imagine we missed a dependency. You can go in and say, nope, this additional VM and process is part of this application, and you feed it this additional metadata. You can even change the display name. So there's all these different customization policies that allows you to enrich it with information that's about your organization, right? You can add additional metadata, say, hey, this is Pete's application, you know, this is John's file server. So you can add this additional data on top of the thing that's discovering for you. Now, not everybody has access to Virilize Network Insight, or if you don't have it deployed, you can manually construct what we call the application, right? So if you know that, hey, these three VMs are part of my HR application, this is the database, this is the front end, you can create a dependency, you know, using the APIs and all that. But certainly the power that the system or, you know, really the capabilities of the system is really when you use something like Network Insight in conjunction with the tool, because it's going to automatically discover these topologies um, in real time. So as you add and remove functionality, it's going to give you that real time snapshot. Okay, so it discovers these things and then it gives you the ability to then, once you've discovered it, once you've cleaned up your list, if it missed any, you can add more and say, okay, now we've got the the perfect list. Uh, but then then it, after you've discovered everything, it does 
does it then also do the work of actually containerizing? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So once you've done that, right, that just becomes just visibility for you, right? Yeah. Uh, so even before the containerization, I think there's a lot of value for a vSphere based customer. And that's why I think it's a really interesting technology just to give you a, a footing of like what is in the infrastructure. And it, it segues away nicely because, you know, as a lot of organizations are looking at digital transformation and what is modernization of the infrastructure as well as application mean to them, one of the key things that they need to understand is sort of what do you have deployed out there? Yeah. And oftentimes when we think about the VI admins, you know, in you know past decade plus or whatever, you know, we didn't necessarily care about the underlying applications, right? But knowing a little bit about the applications, the dependencies, even the versioning of what's running, it can only not only help you from a security compliance auditing standpoint, but it gives you sort of a seat at the tables with the different lines of business to say, hey, these are the systems that's powering these different services and capabilities from my organization. How can the VI admin help as a proponent for app modernization and really changing the business point of view? So I feel like this data becomes very um, enriching from that standpoint. And then to your point later is that our app modernization system uh, also ask a number of business questions when you initially set this up, sort of what are your goals? And we're constantly tweaking these questions. And so these questions are meant to be non-technical by design because there is a part of the workflow that allows you to say, okay, based on these applications, which of these are good candidates for containerization? Hmm. And today there are a couple of specific applications that it can walk you through sort of in to in uh, and containerize them. And we and we kind of call these application-specific containerization workflows. So the two key ones that we support, and primarily this is just the largest types of um, apps that we see deployed out in the industry in our customer base, uh, is going to be WebLogic and Tomcat-based application. So when it detects those specific applications, you'll get a particular wizard that says, hey, would you like to go through this containerized process? And it basically takes you through this step-by-step it understands the dependencies. And so it goes and grabs all those files. It understands, you know, the path of the binary, all the arguments, right? And it takes all those together. And then it walks you through and building basically a Docker file. So it'll say, hey, this um, Tomcat application is running on Red Hat Linux. Do you want to containerize this using a Red Hat, uh, you know, Linux container image, or do you want to change it? It can detect the version of Tomcat and you might be running, you know, let's say version 4.x. You don't actually have to containerize it exactly as is. Uh, one of the really cool things about these application aware containerization workflows is we can say, hey, there's a newer version of Tomcat. So if you upload, say, version 5.x as part of the containerized workflow, we can say, let's go in and upgrade the actual foundational component of Tomcat as part of this containerized workflow. And so we can all do this in simultaneously. So at the end of this process, you're gonna get what's called an OCI compliant container image. You're actually gonna get a Kubernetes deployable manifest. And, and we don't touch the workload at all. It continues to run, right? And so you kind of think of this kind of like a P2V-ish scenario where we don't actually shut down the source VM. Yeah. And then you can do one of two things, right? You can go and deploy this into a development environment, hand this off to a different team to try out, right? But the really cool thing is that you do get a containerized image you get a deployable manifest that can go straight into any kind of Kubernetes cluster, including our, our Tanzu offering. That's pretty cool. See, that's I, I love the comparison to P2V because this is reminding me, we're still in the early days of containerization. And we think to the early days of going with virtualization, you know, in theory, it always was a be best, better outcome, I guess, to refactor your virtual machines, throw away that Windows 2000 image, migrate the data to Windows 2003 or 2008, you know, upgrade the application. But there also were times where like, we got to get out of this data center. I've got a renewal on our act space and I need to, cons I need to get rid of 10, you know, 90% of these servers. I'm just going to whip out VMware Converter and slam through this real quick. 
And so, you know, in, in theory, sometimes I guess the, the perfect became the enemy of the good um, and would slow down those migration projects. And sometimes it, but I feel like, you know, that's what we're doing here is we're fighting an expedient. But it also sounds like because of that, it's able to, you know, adjust the application. It's providing all this extra data. This is this is a lot more advanced than what we did with VMware Converter. I mean, VMware Converter um, did not upgrade my Tomcat server for me. It's the process. <laughs> so this is this is definitely a step forward, and this is able to set us up for you know CI CICT at least or whatever it is we need to use that for. So um, this is cool. Yeah, and. And so there, you know, I mentioned these were like specific application workflow. There's also another workflow that's really, really cool about the engine is that they said, you know what, instead of building specific workflows, and we'll continue to do that. And, and part of this is going to be a demand of customer base and what we see just widely deployed in the industry. So I know that databases is another area that they're going to be taking a look at in the future. Um, but for everything else that doesn't fall under like Webcat, uh, Tomcat or WebLogic, there's actually a generic containerization engine workflow there. So again, it's guided, but there the idea is that we know less about your application. So we're gonna lean on the users and ultimately the developers to say, what do you wanna do? So you can go in and basically pick any arbitrary process you know, and so the classic example we we demoed is like a Python application. Um, it just has a very simple endpoint, and you give it some numbers, and it adds them up, right? And mm -hmm. you know, this could be any process, and you can select it from App App Transformer, so you can identify all the different components. And let's say you're like, hey, I want to containerize this process. It's not the well-defined apps, but we actually still have a guided workflow. And from there, we will just ask you more questions, like. What is the uh, container image base that you want to use? What's the path to the binary? Where are your dependencies? So you basically tell it more information and it still walks you through. And at the very end of that workflow, you still get an OCI compliant image as well as a Kubernetes manifest file that can be deployable. And so this really solves best of both worlds. And again, they'll continue to add more of these uh, workflows that's going to be more app-centric so that, you know, as we see these demands, it will just be much more tighter integration. Um, but And out of the box, we include a uh, Harbor registry as part of App Transform, so you can use it for development okay. purposes. For a real production usage, you know, you probably want to point it to some registry. This could be a public registry, something like ECR or even in Azure, uh, probably not Docker Hub you know unless you want your ip floating out there or you know generally like a private registry but the really cool thing is that it's got all the building blocks in there for you and it all starts from this providing you visibility and then it does an analysis right of these application and we're constantly updating the the signature engine um how it does its analysis and so this is only going to get better and better and i'm also interested to see where we go with this from a community standpoint, right? Like I said, you can add your own signatures, but I have to imagine a lot of the applications that are in the enterprise, these are probably very well-known applications. So imagine yeah. if we allowed users to basically submit just the signature of how to detect you know, application X, and this gets shared with other users. And all of a sudden, this 200 out of the box becomes 2,000, 5,000, right? And then there are even maybe some custom applications that have very common patterns, right? And so you can even see that benefiting other customers. And so um, there's definitely some really interesting things here that I feel like is certainly very helpful for if you're an organization that's looking to start to modernize your workflow, uh, your workloads, especially as you migrate them to the cloud, you can actually take a look at that analysis right then and there so that you don't have to go through that migration and then wait and modernize it. You can do it simultaneously. But I do feel like this also becomes really interesting technology for our massive vSphere um, customer base, just to give them more insights into what they've got running in the data center. Uh, and best of all, you can take all this information out of App Transformer and use it in, in many, many different ways. 
I can't imagine doing this uh, while I was doing a migration, though. I would, I would imagine you'd want to make sure because you never know; things don't go perfect, right? You want to make sure, you want to make sure that this thing is ready and and ready to be migrated before you actually, before you actually start trying to move it. Am I right? Oh yeah, totally. And in fact, what we normally see is that this type of level of analysis, you know, without some of these tools that VMware provides, you know, sadly as it sounds, it goes back to like spreadsheets. <laughs> interviewing developers and although you know that definitely can work and we've seen that work with a lot of customers it just doesn't scale no. right and so now all of a sudden you can put this tool in it does a really really great approximation of what you've got in there and sometimes very very exact including things like what is the path of some of these binaries and path and then you can take that information and then you can actually go and look in your change management database and say oh these set of vms are owned by these developers let's now go have that deeper conversation um and get really into the specifics of it whereas before it's sort of like I've got all these VMs. I might categorize them by different lines of businesses, but you're kind of prodding and poking and have to do some analysis and, and it takes time, right? And so if you have, you know, a mandate to get out of a data center to do some migrations, you're not going to spend that level of effort. And so this tool really gives you a lot of visibility almost instantaneously. Um, and really it's to empower our, our infrastructure admin teams to help them help their organization. Well, and, I mean, yeah, the, the VM name may be web dash one, but what the hell's actually in it or, I mean, it may even be Oracle dash one, and then you discover Postgres is running it for some insane reason. So, um, I mean, this is the kind of thing from my consulting days where you could run up some serious six, seven figure bills on developer interviews and manual discovery. Um, that this this really simplifies, as well as even if even if you weren't going to build a single container out of this, um, even just from a software asset management basis, like figuring out what your licensing estates looking like. There's a lot of other applications for this information. Um, I like what you're talking about the idea of kind of a communities building their the community building their own signature files because you know at the end of the day as we start growing out through th the thousands of most common enterprise applications, there's going to be a lot of overlap between the customer base. So um, it'll be interesting to see what we can build there. Yeah, no, it's spot on on the 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 ancillary use cases, right? I think like licensing certainly one, you know, internal true ups. Uh, being able to find, you know, like your Java processes, you know, I know Log4j is kind of top of mind for a lot of organizations, oh, yeah. but even just consistency of um, of versioning and vendor information, that's all exposed through this, this um, collection analysis, right? And so you can quickly say across my data centers or within a vCenter or within a cluster, what versions of Oracle am I running? What version of Tomcat? Are they actually consistent? Does it actually match up with what you've got in your CMDB, right? And so like that's why I feel like this can actually true up your, your actual CMDB for usages. Um, but it can also help you discover like, you know, what are the Java processes out there and quickly identify. And so I feel like there's a lot of interesting use cases these are general IT use cases. And, you know, we all have these types of things over the years of our experiences, and they've been very difficult um, to get to because we've never had that next level of insight. We kind of know what's running in the VMs, but we don't. And so now you have the ability to really categorize and, and, and capture these assets and do it in a real-time manner, right? So if you want to run this analysis and collection on a regular basis, you literally have a real-time snapshot of your infrastructure. I bet someone's going to discover very quickly that their dev test and prod environments look nothing alike. <laughs> it's like, we don't need containers. Yeah. I ran this tool and the version drift is, is, you know, you're not even running Tomcat. You're running WebSphere. Like we're not even speaking. Yeah. We have completely different web servers. So no, you're going to find all kinds of fun things with this. Nice. And so how do people get started? They just, uh, is it, is it something that's, it's just an OVA? Like how, how would someone actually go about running this in their environment? Yep. 
Yeah, so AppTransformer is deployed as an OVA. Uh, you just deploy it, you configure uh, some services uh, to basically connect your vCenter server. So generally, like a read-only count is more than sufficient. Uh, if you have network insight um, as a source of data, we require roughly about like, you know, four to eight hours is more than sufficient. Obviously, if you can run it a little bit longer, uh, we support both the on-prem deployment of vRealize Network Insight as well as the vRealize Network Insight Cloud. And so we made we did some work there, especially with um, my involvement with VMC. We made it super easy to turn that on. And so literally, it's just turning on the service and then providing the um, CSP token to it, and then automatically it's starting to collect, right? So uh, And you can get started in a couple of ways. If you're a VMware Cloud AWS customer, it's available to you when you log into the launchpad. So if you go to vmc.vmware.com oh, nice. and you log into the service, under tools, you'll see like an app transformer uh, tile and you can just click on it and it'll take you to customer connect and you download the OVA. Uh, and there's even a getting started guide that I've uh, published on TechZone. So those are for our VMware Cloud and AWS customers, right? Just because it's simple, uh, especially using the Network Insight Cloud service. If you're a traditional vSphere on-prem customer, we also have the same tech preview. Uh, I think today the way that they're ga um, gaining the access is just through an email. So if you're interested, either send them an email. Um, there's a blog post. I think it's like apptransformer.com. Uh, if not, you can always reach out to your account team. And currently, the tech preview is generally available for any um, customer that's that's using vSphere because it's a vSphere-based technology. Okay. But it's available not in preview. It's actually available on VMware Cloud on AWS now. Like, I can go there right now and boom, I can yep. I can get the OVA and start running it. Yep. Yeah. Both both um, offerings are still currently in tech preview. I uh, can't really comment on on, on when they're going to be GAing, but I know that that's going to be one of the goals. Um, and yeah, you can grab it right now and oh, okay. probably in the coming weeks. I'll probably be doing a couple more new blog posts, especially exploring some of the APIs, uh, how to add, you know, application signatures. You know, some of these things are just kind of interesting to me. And I think, uh, hmm. you know, readers should enjoy it as well. This was cool. I was looking at this. I was like, everyone's going to want this who has an, you know, if you have a couple hundred VMs plus, you're going to you're going to want to throw this out there. So and it's bundled yeah. with the the standard version, which is you know reasonably affordable. So. I don't know. The problem is, doesn't so, Google do a similar thing with Anthos? I thought they had a similar mm -hmm. migration tool. Yeah, and, yep, they have a similar migration tool. So does AWS, and so we're we're all kind of entering in this space. And and I would say that you know we're a little bit further ahead and more advanced, primarily because we we live in the data center, right? It's ninety five plus percent. So it's our workloads. It's harder for them to come in and and do all this stuff. So oh, we yeah. actually have a first advantage of it. But the downside is obviously we need to get this out there. So that's why the VI admin point of view was to also see this in a much broader audience. And then we can actually talk about Tanzu. Yeah, yeah. You seem like you've had your hand in it pretty pretty heavy, as you do in most things around VMware. You seem <laughs> to definitely have your uh, your hands deep into it. Usually when I'm talking to you, you're like, yeah, we spoke to the engineers and, and we redesigned this thing for this. <laughs> Very heavy into it. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So there's lots of opportunities oh, there. Yeah. We're just scratching the surface. But so if this can be deployed as a service, you can start to do a lot of these iteratively, right? Because if not, it's a traditional on-prem product. You got to deploy it, you got to manage it, and we don't need more of that. So I feel yeah. like that's interesting. Now, what you were thinking of was Tanzu Application Platform, which is stuff ah. that I've been working on more, most recently, which is yep. slightly related, but not really in this space. But yeah, yeah. So these are like the big items right now that I'm... Um, spending my a lot of time on VMC in terms of how it applies to our service and stuff. So that's why I've been. Yeah. Been you've definitely, uh, you've definitely had your hand in the, the uh, in the Tanzu jar these days. <laughs> uh, Tanzu application platform is another one. I, I I've been looking into that myself. Lots of cool information there. We should definitely have you come back on and talk a little bit about that. I know that that GA recently as well. So I know yeah, that's another interesting, yeah, I was going to say that's another really interesting piece of technology that's coming out of Tanzu portfolio. So yeah. 
love to. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely uh, doing a lot of stuff. As a matter of fact, uh, for those that don't know, I mean, like I said earlier, if you've Googled before anything VMware, you've probably landed on William Lamb's uh, website, williamlamb.com. But uh, yeah, he's got a lot of cool stuff on there for VMware Cloud, for for Tanzu, for Home Labs. And William, you even do a lot of stuff on um, uh, just doing straight up like Apple stuff. I know that you're a big fan of Apple and, and uh, you have the Mac minis as well that you uh, do a lot of stuff with. So yeah, you keep your hands, you keep yourself pretty busy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting things that uh, that always interest me. I guess that's one of the the challenges, like not being able to keep up with all these different things. But uh, yeah, no, I totally enjoyed. And uh, the Apple ecosystem's uh, still still really lively and interesting, especially for folks being able to virtualize Mac OS X and you know getting all the benefits of the vSphere platform. Not related to this podcast, but did you? I think I heard you got the M1. Did you get the uh, M1? I did M1 oh, Max yeah. and all that. It is uh, it is a thing of beauty. Is it? Is it? You loving it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. You know, funny enough, there are, I've seen a couple of cases where it's actually fr- frozen up a little bit. I'm not doing anything crazy on it. Um, still haven't identified. I know that there's actually a mix of, uh, I guess, what they call universal apps. So they're not 100% uh, ARM apps. And so maybe some of those are still mm. giving me some problems and all that. But not pretty happy with the system. There's like eight cores on that thing, right? Like four little, four big? or Yeah. Yeah, it's the ARM architecture. I'm excited about is, this. Uh, so that way, I've got I've got four cores for the security agents to fight over, and four to get work done. So <laughs> looking forward to getting mine. Very cool. Well, listen, uh, William, as always, uh, it's always great having you on. Um, the application transformer seems like some really exciting stuff. I'm with you. This seems like it's uh, early days and can be really powerful. Uh, I see it as a service that someone can use when they're trying to get to the cloud, when they're trying to containerize their environments. Uh, but yeah, I love the fact that it's a it's a tool and tech preview. I know you can't share when it's coming out, but uh, hopefully when it does, you can uh, you can come back and give us all the uh, the dirty details about what it looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, well, that music tells me it's time to go. And so if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at podcast at vmware.com. You can subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice by searching Virtually Speaking Podcast. You can catch this in all episodes at vspeakingpodcast.com. A big thanks to our good friend, Mr. William Lamb, for talking all about App Transformer on the... We're back next week, but until then, bye for now. Bye.